In the name of Jesus, amen. The power of faith is today's subject. A poor, diseased woman is cured at last. For 12 long years, it troubled her. It afflicted her. A disease in which there seemed to be no cure. Faith cured her. Faith did it. She touched the fringe of his garment and was made well instantly. And Jesus says, your faith has made you well. There is also the ruler. How did this man get his daughter restored to life? Faith restored her. Faith did it. He believed that if Jesus just came and laid his hand upon his dead child life would return instantly. If you have never experienced the power of faith, this sounds strange. This sounds made up. It sounds like a myth. Science wouldn't allow that a disease be cured in such a manner. And even further fetched is the notion that a, a dead person could be brought back to the land of the living. Faith did it. Faith did those things. What an unreasonable idea. Faith could bring about those supernatural results. The world says that's nonsense. Faith, they would say, is no more powerful than reason. But, for those who have never experienced the power of faith, those who use solely their reasoning and thought and explaining and science and technology, they still cannot disprove the fact that there is a God who made all things and governs all things. Though they may never admit it with their words, their own heart, their own conscience tells them that there is a God. And if there is a God, he is almighty. He has to be. And that nothing is impossible with God, even the raising of the dead. And so, for the Christian's knowledge of the power of faith to move and induce God to come to our assistance, to hear our prayers, well, what would an unbeliever know about such things, having never experienced faith and the power therein? But Christians experience that very power. We know that the power of faith is not a, a product of imagination, but a blessed reality. You, dear Christians, you, each of you, in fact, are able to tell by your own experience what a glorious thing it is to possess the Christian faith. So great a power within you is faith. 
It upholds you in all trials, in all sufferings, in all afflictions. It's such a wonderful power that faith fills your heart with consolation that can only come from God. Faith is indeed so powerful, it conquers sin. It conquers death. Well, how does faith conquer sin? Look no further than our gospel. The diseased woman's story is given in full in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. According to this harmony of the gospels, this woman bled for 12 years. She had consulted many doctors, and not one of them was able to help. In fact, she had spent all her living, and nothing got better. In fact, it, it grew worse. Imagine the distress. Imagine the tears. Yet, when her distress has reached a point in which all other hopes for recovery were gone, Jesus came to the place where she lived. She had been told of his love. She had been told of his kindness. She had been told of his deeds. She had been told that Jesus had healed all kinds of diseases. That is when her hope is revived. Faith enters her heart. The woman believes that Jesus can and will help her. So the woman goes to approach him. A great crowd surrounds him. She's not able to speak to him alone. Still, her faith is so strong that she says to herself, if I only touch his garment, I will be made well. She presses on through the crowd to get near Jesus. And as Mark reports, right after she secretly touches his garment, immediately the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately, she felt she had been healed. And what do we hear about Jesus? He is the all-knowing God. He knew everything that was going on behind him. He turns around and says, Who touched my garments? All the disciples denied it. In fact, Peter said to Jesus, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you, and yet you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. The poor woman saw and knew then that she couldn't remain hidden. Luke reports, she came trembling, and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Jesus then speaks to her, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. The power of faith. The great power of faith to conquer sin. Sin is a disease too. Sin 
is the disease of the soul. And just as the diseased woman went from one doctor to another to another, she tried everything. She spent all her living so that she might be cured. It was all in vain. So also, we battle in vain against sin. In vain does mankind try to subdue sin by human power. And like the woman, mankind's condition will grow worse and worse the harder that they try to exert themselves and fight that terrible disease of sin on their own. All mankind can do in trying to get rid of sin is leave off one vice in order to take up another. For example, someone who has been an alcoholic or a drug addict, they may of their own power stop and never touch it again. But then they go on their own personal lecture circuit, boasting of that very power. And thus, self-righteousness takes place of the former addictions. No, you see, to really conquer sin is a feat which no man can muster of his own natural power. To crush the serpent's head, you must first be convinced that by your own power, nothing can be done. All your efforts are vain. Everything you try is fruitless. Then, like the woman in our gospel, you must touch the fringe of Jesus' garment. How do you do that? Well, even though Christ does not show himself visibly, yet still, Christ is with us, invisibly. And there are garments in which he is clothed today. Garments by which we may and can touch Christ. Garments of God's word. Garments of law and gospel. Garments of his holy sacraments. So, my friends... Despair of your own power and rely on God's word which proclaims to all convicted sinners that word which proclaims the grace of God and the forgiveness of all sins. You see, when you despair of your own power and you trust in God's promise and you believe that in baptism that you were made a true child of God, and that in the Lord's Supper, the forgiveness of sins is sealed unto you, you're touching the fringe. You do the same thing that the woman in our gospel did. And as soon as you do that, you are saturated with power from on high, cured of the disease of your soul. All your sins are forgiven. There is no condemnation in you. And you are made a new creature. Sin no longer has its dominion over you. And even though we sin daily by the weakness of our flesh, we hate sin. We detest it. 
and we rid ourselves of sin more and more, deeply desiring to live a Christian life. Pinning down Satan under the heel of Christ. Deeply desiring to live a Christian life. Sin is conquered. And it was faith. Faith did it. In faith alone is the power to cure perfectly the disease of the soul, which no other remedy of the world can heal. And even more in faith, is the power to conquer death. This too is in the harmony of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The man's name was Jairus. He had a 12-year-old daughter. The child was sick and soon was at the point of death, beyond human help. Her parents stood at her bedside, just crying and watching. The family, the family's in the midst of a calamity of body and soul. Then they received notice that Jesus had returned to Capernaum. He had already performed so many miracles there. Instantly, the child's father goes to Jesus, falls before him, begs him, my little daughter is at the point of death. Come. And lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. Jesus replies, do not fear, only believe. Silently they walk on. When they arrive at Jairus' house, funeral preparations were already being made. Mourners had gathered to sing. Musicians were playing. It was indeed a great commotion. Jesus said to them, go away. For the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. Jesus, however, takes the child's parents, takes several of the disciples, and entered the place where the corpse of the little girl had laid. And taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And her eyes, thought to have been permanently closed in death, were opened. And her heart, which had stopped, begins to beat once again. Life returns to her. Strength returns to her limbs. A few seconds ago, cold and stiff. The girl immediately got up and began walking. And just to make sure the parents didn't think that they were imagining things, Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Faith is so powerful, even to conquer death. Now, we cannot expect that by our faith that we could, like Jairus, that we could save our children from temporal death. For when Jesus says all things are possible for one who believes, it does not mean that a true believer can do anything that suits them, healing the sick, raising the dead. A true believer 
subjects his will to the will of God when he or she prays for a blessing. And if it is God's will, does he or she get what they ask for? But even if, imagine if, by faith, imagine if we really could save all of those whom we love from death. All of those in this world. Oh, I'll tell you, we all would finally get sick and tired of this troubled world. And we would say with Elijah, it is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life. The example of Jairus teaches us a different lesson. And that lesson is this. Death shall not harm the one who believes. Faith conquers death by way of removing its terrors. Blessed are you for believing in Jesus. For if you did not, you'd have a very good reason to fear death when it approaches. Your unforgiven sins would be death's sharp sting. But you, you believe in Jesus who conquered death for you when he died for you on a cross and was laid in a tomb. Your sins are forgiven and there is no cause for fear. Not believing in Jesus? Well, the thought of the grave would and should make you shudder. But believing in Christ Jesus, you look upon death as a sweet rest, a slumber. After all the labors and toils of this life, at some point that gate will open and God will disclose to you things which your eyes have never seen, things which your ears have never heard. These things God has prepared for those who love him. We are not to let sin and death conquer us. God extends to you the power to conquer those enemies of mankind. God wants to give to you the one true faith to enable you to conquer sin and death. Believe in God's only begotten Son, and you shall not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. Peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.